0: welcome to this episode of Sunday reprise where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth brought to you by Maranatha family Church International Ministries in Davao City Philippines we hope this message will bless you let's go uh, we are um, on revelation 21 uh, I am aware that last week I said that uh, this is going to be the last episode. Okay, the last part. But while I was uh, reviewing and finalizing my notes yesterday, you know what happened? <laughs> I realized this is a long one and it, it it has a lot of important points that I can uh, make. You know, I can emphasize. Uh, today okay that is why uh it is not a good uh, it's not a good thing to fuse uh, revelation chapter 21 and chapter 22 in one or else uh, uh a lot of uh, points uh, you will miss and i don't want to rush it because uh maybe i believe uh some of our viewers you know won't catch it so the this is very important that is why uh allow me by god's grace pray for me for wisdom on how we can unveil how we can uh uh uh, express or no no how uh, we can uh, explain or present uh, this chapter okay in in uh, the simplest way okay in the simplest way so uh friends uh so i hope you understand why i decided yesterday not to fuse chapter 21 and chapter 22 okay so you will understand why because uh with this chapter alone uh there's a lot to this okay for example let's begin Revelation chapter 21 verse 1 it says Okay then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea Wow Okay, uh, b- before we jump to verse 2, we, we, which is about the, the city, the holy city, the new Jerusalem. Let's go back to verse 1. Okay, so like I said, this, 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 there's a lot, you know, there's so much into this chapter to learn, okay, to discover. So first, in verse 1, it says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. That's what John saw in the vision, new heaven and new earth. Now that is something, friends. Okay, so I w- I want us to pause for a while, and let's just uh, let's try to savor this. Okay, let's try to savor God's promise that He's going to create a new heavens and new earth. Now I understand we are aware that there is a debate. Okay, uh, on this again about is it really uh, a replacement or? Cr- recreate uh is it create or recreate you know or or uh, they call it uh renew okay is it really a new heavens new earth or renewed heavens and new earth you know what you can debate all you want, but I want to stick i will stick to 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 the to the right word that the bible uses okay i, I i'm not going to mislead you i'm not going to uh Go on circles and and, and change some words because this is very important. We will all stand before God and give an account. And I don't want to stand before God, you know, uh, and and be judged for, you know, trying to twist something or change something. So when the Bible says create new heavens, new earth, okay, that means He will create, right? It it did not say renew, okay? But uh, is there uh, somehow, did this renewal thing happen? Yeah, there there is also, I'll tell you later, okay? So, guys, about uh, verse 1, John said, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Okay, new heaven and new earth. How beautiful is it? What do you think? You know, when I read this, I remember the song, uh it, this is an old song. So if if you're a, a from this generation you don't maybe you've never heard of this song. It's uh entitled How Beautiful Heaven Must Be. So <laughs> uh I'm not going to sing it today, okay? I'm not going to sing that now. But the thing is it is very beautiful. I know because you know what? In this planet right now, there are a lot of wonders, you know, different places that you can travel and, you know, and enjoy. And, you know, you'll be amazed at what God has created. But you see, this is this is not it. The Bible says God is going to what? Create a new heaven and new earth. Now, you, you say, Pastor, uh, verse 1 says, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. John saw, but the Bible did not say create. Later, I will show you that in the book of Isaiah, the same thing, what John saw, okay, in the book of Revelation, in the vision, you know, was given to the prophet Isaiah. Okay, but before reading uh, Isaiah, I want you to know that this, this world alone where we're living at, it's actually a good place right that's why i believe a lot you know some people are looking for a potion you know or something a medical a scientific you know breakthrough of something that would give them eternal life because they, they don't want to die okay they, they just want to live here forever well uh i'm sorry i'm uh to this <laughs> you know i'm sorry that um uh, uh this world is not gonna be forever okay so your hope is a kind of your hope will perish you know if your hope is here you know it, it, because you better look for the new one okay because this one that we are living in will be replaced all right so guys uh <sighs> i tell you this Life we're living right now is nothing compared to the next, to the to the final uh, plan of God. So so my point here, my friends, is that y- y- you better understand, you better read your Bible because, look, okay, let me... L- so we, we can have a contrast. We don't have a contrast right now because we just read uh, Revelation 21 verse 1. John saw... There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. Okay? For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Whoa, it's done away. And there was no longer anything. Now, now here's the thing the first heaven, first earth. Now, where is that? When was this first heaven and first earth created? Now we can go back to Genesis 1 1. What did Genesis 1 1 say? It states. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. Now, compare that to Revelation 21 verse 1. It says, what? A new heaven and a new earth. So, so meaning to say, Genesis 1 verse 1 is heavens and earth version 101. <laughs> now, uh, what is Revelation 21 verse 1? That is actually version 3. For me, this is version 3. You know why? Because the, the Lord there was a renewal thing in between Genesis 1 1 and Revelation 21 verse 1. Where is that? During the time of Noah. Remember, there was a global flood. Okay, uh, God regret. He, he regrets that he created, you know, b- because they they've sinned, they've rebelled against him, and you know, because of the evil in their hearts. Uh, so there was a flood, okay, and so there was a fresh start, okay. There was a fresh start. So I believe that topography, uh, the you know the, the, the a lot of things happen after the flood, okay, because before the flood if you read the uh, genesis chapter 1 to chapter 2 during the creation it was a perfect world okay that's why the bible says and god said it was good but then the the, the one of his creation uh, an angel uh, named lucifer uh you know he was the, the ezekiel said scripture said he was blameless uh, and he was he walked in the uh, in the mount i i forgot where is that the mount of god he was blameless until sin was found in him because he thought in his heart uh you know because uh, he's you know uh, okay so anyway and then he sinned he wanted to be god he wanted to be above god okay Isaiah said that uh, I will ascend my throne above the stars of God, something like that. So uh, he sinned. I mean, this, this, this archangel Lucifer thought that the glory that was shining on him was from him. Okay, Uh, but he he never understood that uh, you know it was not his. Okay, because uh, it was God's glory that shone. Okay, uh, because uh, he was at that time, you know, in heaven with the Lord. And uh, we understand that from scriptures, he was the one who was created with built-in instruments. (laughs) You see, how good is that? But yet in his, you know, uh, he reveled. That is why... It is hard to be, you know, sometimes to have, you know, uh, a lot of things, uh, I mean, uh, good good things in life, and you know, because sometimes we forget God. But if we have a need, then we remember God, you know. If we have trials, we remember God. If we are in pain, we remember God but if we're selfish we become selfish we can prideful look to ourselves because we think we're great we're we're looking good and everything else okay you know we have more than enough we have so many much riches and you know things like that sometimes god is no longer that important to us okay but take that all away Okay, and then we will be on our knees crying out, God bless me, Lord I need this, Lord I need that. You see? So which one is better <laughs> to be uh to be dependent on God or independent of God just because you have everything you have or you need. So you see friends, I'm not you know in a way, against the rich or those people who have everything they need, no no, because there are many people who have everything they need they 're so rich, but they are generous, they give to the work of the lord. you see their their heart 's motive is that you see God is uh, giving them this treasure, these entrustments, but then they understood, they recognize that. The source of everything they have is God. And so they're giving it back to God to glorify God for the works of God. And so that is why, uh, you know, it will all boil down to the heart, to the motive of the one who was given entrustment. Okay, so uh, grow. Okay, you need to grow in the Lord and mature so you know how to handle the 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 riches the the entrustments of the Lord to us so uh, so guys uh, going back uh, there's gonna be a new heaven and a new earth like I said uh, the Bible says I will create that's what God said I will create so the word create is not something renew it's create okay so look Genesis one one it's very clear in the Old Testament it says in the beginning, God created, okay, created because it's past, okay, past already. So God created the heavens and the earth. Now, where is that in the Bible that in the future God will again create? Okay, let's, let's look at um, Isaiah 65. Isaiah 65, 17 says, see, I will create okay so there you go there you have it we have the word create okay isaiah 65 17 says see i will create new heavens ooh, ooh, ooh. new heavens and new earth listen to this the former things will not okay will not be remembered so Wow, so that is new. Because if that is not new, you will remember because, oh, I remember uh, in this place, in this mountain, there was a tower, you know. Oh, I remember because the map, you know, when I Googled before, I saw this map and on this place, there was this and that. So you remember something. But the Bible says, listen to this. The former things, everything that had happened, you know, things, okay, places or 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 whatever or structures, okay, will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. So, is this is something like you know, forgetfulness, holy forgetfulness, holy manase? <laughs> I'm not I'm joking. So, but the thing is this: what the Bible says. Okay, it's what it's, it, it says. It's the truth. It's going to happen. Will come to pass. Okay, so it says the former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. Verse 18 says, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I will. I will what? I will create. That's what the Lord says. Listen, for I will what? Create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people a joy. Now, look, do you believe that God is going to bring down a new Jerusalem? Yeah, of course, that is very clear, vivid in Revelation. So, in the book of Revelation, so, so meaning to say, not just heavens and earth, but even Jerusalem. So, now uh, now we read the word create. How many times? <laughs> the Bible says, God said through Isaiah the prophet written in the Bible that he is going to create. Okay? So, again, version 1, Genesis 1.1, and then there was a fresh start during the time of Noah, still in the book of Genesis. And then... The third one, okay? It's always God's number. One, three, seven, twelve, you know, things like that. So, uh, the third one will be the eternal one. It's a new heavens and new earth. So, how beautiful that would be, you know, if (laughs) all of us, all our friends, all our relatives, you know, will be there. Okay? So, guys, uh, get excited because uh hallelujah it's not just that when jesus comes he will conquer uh and and, and um, occupy and rule the earth for a thousand years but the bible says he's going to create a new heavens and new earth okay and uh, and the holy city the new jerusalem is going to come down and um but anyway, let's 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 continue. Verse 2 says, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. Whoa. Listen to this. Prepared. Prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. Now take note of that. Prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. Now He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for those these words are trust, trustworthy and true. Now listen, the 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 the, the passage of, uh, in the book of Isaiah that we just read a while ago is the same thing that we, you know, uh, from verse 1 to verse 4. Okay, that is why the former things will not be remembered. Okay, nor it will come to mind or something like that. So, And, and you see here, he will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death mourning, nor crying, nor pain, no more. For the, o- the old order of things has what? Past awaits done. Okay, so friends, don't worry, don't be condemned if you get sick. You know, if you, 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 you're you in pain, you go through some mourning and crying in this age. You know why? Because that will be done away anyway. So, because in the next life, there'll be no more pain, no more dying, <clears throat> no more crying. So, it's the best time to cry <laughs> in prayer so that many will Come to Christ, okay. Many will uh, um, repent of their sins and believe in the gospel of Christ. So, so pray, okay. So these words are trustworthy and true. Verse, true. Verse six. He said to me, "It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water without cost." From the spring of the water of life, those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. Listen, verse 6. Okay, he said to me, John was told this. The Lord says, it is done huh it is done when <laughs> during this time you know if you if when god declares it is done i am the alpha and the omega it's as though the story that we are narrating to you in this series of revelation is actually it's it's like a script you know that is you know that the lord will secure or make sure that all of the all of them that he wrote in this book that was written by john will come to pass will happen will take place so so my point is that you know god is not bound in time okay he's already there he saw it okay he saw things before they happen and he he knows how to because he is God. So g- guys, i want you to think about this. When when something happens and you are, you know, locked into a position where you need to make a choice either God or the antichrist, either God or the beast. You choose God because God was already there. He's been there. I mean, He knows what's going to happen in the future, and he declares it. Now, look, listen. If you want to know about this, where is this in the Bible, that will be next week. Okay? That will be next week. So, let's go back to our topic. It says, but the thing is this. God already saw it. Okay? He he, he knew. He he, he knows everyone and what's going to happen, and he holds the time. And I understand that the Lord is, is so excited to return all the believers after Jesus ascended they were expecting God to return during their time during their generation every generation okay throughout throughout the I mean the church you know those people every generation okay everyone was expecting God to come But you see, not all the signs of the times, you know, it's different now because you see, we are seeing it before our very eyes. You know, all these prophecies that the Lord Jesus Christ mentioned in in, uh, Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13, you know, the the beginning of birth pains, you know, these are the signs they are happening before our eyes. So that's the big difference between Christians of you know before and now, and so we are really drawing near, okay, and, and and we see as uh also uh we see how uh that the prophecies about you know in in Revelation thirteen that they can be done. The only thing that is stopping it is the restrainer, okay. So. That we do not know because once the restrainer stops restraining, if the restrainer is taken out of the way so he won't, you know, he won't block the way of the beast, of uh, of the dragon, then the dragon is unleashed and he is going to do, you know, his best because he knows that his time is short. Okay, so... So, the key is the restrainer, right? <laughs> it is the restrainer because, because once the restrainer is taken out of the way, then you know that the temple, the third temple, is on its way, okay? When the restrainer is taken out of the way, okay, so the temple is on the way. So, okay, let's read it again, Okay. <coughs> To the thirsty, verse 6, second part, to the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Wow, 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 wow. There's more wow to that later. Okay, verse 7 says, Those who are victorious will what? Inherit all this. And I will be their God and they will be my children the who the victorious victorious over what over the beast okay now this is referring to the fourth kingdom so i i want you to remember maybe some of you this is your first time to uh to to watch this part of the series i mean uh, this is the only part you've watched so Let me uh, review Revelation 15. What does it say? Revelation 15.2 says, And I saw what looked like a sea of glass glowing with fire, and standing beside the sea are those who have been victorious. So, victorious over what? It says, Those who have been victorious over the beast... Okay victorious over the beast and its image and over the number of its name they held harps given them by God so guys ladies and gentlemen listen carefully time will come when we are no longer allowed to use the internet to preach to preach truth something you know something like this so i want you to listen to this carefully <coughs> victorious over the beast and its image why because the image is the one that people will bow to you know, they're going to worship the image so they're not go the, the victorious over the beast means to say these people will not submit to the beast will not submit to the fourth kingdom will not submit to the to the the beast okay and his kingdom and its image meaning say they're not going to bow down to its image it's like the time during the time of shadrach meshach and abednego you know they, they they said king even if the lord will not save us from your hands we want you to know that still we will not bow down to your idol <laughs> we will not bow down to your image we will not bow down to you so that they told nebuchadnezzar so guys um, um that's why the Bible says victorious over the beast and its image. Another thing. And over the number of its name. And you say they, they are called victorious because they did not receive the mark of the beast. Number of its name. Now the Bible says, if you re- remember Revelation 13, it says that it's a number of a man and his number is 666. Now, now look, when this, the, 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 the beast will rise... His number will be 666. And he wanted that number to be imprinted either in your head or in your hands. Okay? Whether literal, symbolic, or maybe barcode or or a microchip, but it's still there. So the point is, these victorious people, okay, they overcame because what? Because they never... Ever, you know, they won't receive. They won't take the 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 mark of the beast at all cost, at the expense of their lives. Okay, so th- that's why the Bible says those. Verse 7, remember Revelation 21, 7 says, Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. Do you want to be God, your father? Do you want God to be your father? Do you want to be a part of God's family? He said, those who are victorious. Now, you ask, victorious over what? Victorious over the beast? Okay, what else? In Revelation 15, victorious over the beast? Victorious over the image of the beast and over the number of its name and it say you are victorious you will not receive the chip okay where his number is imprinted so look this is not my message I I, I did not uh, manufacture this I did not invent this topic this is not my story this is not mine okay I did not author this This thing that I am reiterating to you right now is God's story. Okay? This is God's story. This is not mine. So don't be angry at me because this is not mine. I am just trying to reiterate this. And um, that is why I'm telling you it's a risk for me to preach like this, to say to you, bringing the church to your homes and delivering nothing but the truth. That will cost a lot because I tell you the truth. Okay? Jesus is the, is the way, the truth, and the life. Therefore, this message, okay, I believe that the, 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 the Jesus is the the main message, the center of our message. This is The book of Revelation talks about him. That's why in Revelation chapter 1, it is God who wrote the story and handed over to Jesus. And Jesus handed it over to John, uh, addressed to the churches, okay, through an angel. Now, so going back, uh, they were victorious, right? Because they resist the temptation to be cheap, okay? And I tell you, at that time, the devil will will promise a better life, you know, more convenient, you know you feel comfortable because everything is digital, everything is high tech, you know you don't need to bring with you uh cash or something that people can rub you with and things like that because everything is in your hands. But the thing is this, listen, the Bible told us already, that's why the Lord Jesus Christ handed the the future, what's going to happen, the message to John so that John can pass it on to the church because the Lord Jesus Christ wants to warn the church. And right now, I am participating in revealing revelation, what's going to happen in the future to the church because we are here to prepare the church. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that uh, this will, you know, anger the enemy. I know. I know. I'm aware of that. But I serve the one who is, you know, true. The living God who is uh, the true and living God. And so I would like to help prepare the church by informing the church what's going to happen and informing the church to not receive the mark because time will come. You will not be asked, are you vaccinated or not vaccinated? Time will come. The question will be, are you chip or not? And that's going to be a big crime when you're not cheap Because you're not submitting to the tyrant, totalitarian government. A government that is anti-God. Okay? And that is why they're victorious. You know, they don't want, you know. They don't want to receive the market. They don't want to be part of the fourth kingdom. That is not now it is not here yet this is i'm talking about the future world government who wants to rule the whole earth okay so <coughs> so this is not happening now okay but this is about the future but i'm telling you now that the christians during the time those who are victorious will not they will be they're called victorious because because they they uh, they never yield. They will never yielded to the to the temptation of you know taking the chip. Okay, why? Now that's the question. Why why they don't want to be part of the fourth kingdom, which is the last kingdom, who is going to rule the whole earth? Okay, why? Because they are aware that the one world government is ruled by the devil and his puppet. Who will blaspheme God? Okay. The beast that is an anti-God, an anti-Christ. So if if the beast is anti-Christ, he is against Christ. Then he is against Christians. He is anti-Christianity. Okay. So, so why are the Christians in those days victorious? Because they chose to side with God. They chose to be loyal to God, even if it will cost them their lives. They will not bow down to the image of the beast, never submit to the government of the beast. Why? Because the leader of the beast is the dragon himself. The leader of the beast, the leader, the one who is sitting in somewhere Okay, during that time, is uh, the head of that leader, of the beast, is uh, Satan himself. Okay? So where is that in the Bible? Okay? Maybe your your question now is, Hey, Brother Armand, is that in the Bible? that the beast, that the the one world government leader is someone uh, led by Satan himself? That's why Christians don't want to pledge allegiance to that one world government okay let me show you okay I'll go back to daniel 7 let's 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 review this okay I, I i believe i've read this in our topic the two opposing kingdoms watch our series on the two opposing kingdoms i i also mentioned that there daniel seven 24. let's read 24 to 25 it says the ten horns are ten kings who will come from this kingdom. After them, another king will arise, different from the earlier ones. He will subdue three kings. Okay? He will. Sp- okay, listen, verse 25 says He will what? Speak against the Most High and oppress God's holy people. And try to change the set times and laws. The holy people will be delivered into his hands for a time, times, and half a time. So for three and a half years, he's going to rule. Uh, and, and, and the people of God will be delivered into to, to his hands to be persecuted. Now, here's the thing. This leader, okay? Okay, uh, remember this. This leader... Verse 25, he will speak against the most high and oppress the holy his holy people and try to change times. So it's going to change the law so that it, it, it you know, if, if you don't worship his image, if you don't submit to him, you're like a terrorist. Okay? You're like a criminal when you don't submit to him. That's the type of government that's going to you know materialize sometime in the future okay so ladies and gentlemen the bible is very clear it says that this beast that this leader that this puppet of the dragon is going is an anti-god okay (laughs) all right so let's go now to revelation 13 so because that's the old testament right so let's see what the new testament has to say about the beast the that that specifically revelation 13 verse 2 <clears throat> it says the beast i saw resembled a leopard but had feet like those of a bear and a mouth like that of a lion so you see this is like a fused uh you know fusion of the beasts okay <laughs> of the other kingdoms and it says the dragon verse 2 huh Last second part or last part of Revelation 13.2, it says, The dragon gave the beast his power and his throne and great authority. Read that again. The dragon gave the beast his power and his throne and great authority. See? Okay. Take note. The beast sits on the throne of who? Okay, the beast is sitting, will rule on the throne of who? Of the dragon. Who's the dragon? That's Satan. That's the devil. You read Revelation chapter 12 or go back to our series on Revelation chapter 12. So you will have an understanding who that dragon is. That's the devil himself. Satan is called the dragon in the book of Revelation. And this dragon will give his throne to the beast. Meaning to say, the beast will rule using the throne of the dragon. So when you submit to the beast, you are pledging allegiance to Satan himself. Digest that. Rewind. (laughs) Digest that. Okay? So, Again, let's read the last part of Revelation 13. Too. It says, The dragon gave the beast his power so the, uh, and his throne and with great authority. So, by whose authority the beast is ruling? Rules. By whose authority? From the dragon. Okay? Because his power, his influence, his throne, his authority does not come from him, it comes the source of that authority is the dragon. The dragon gave the beast his power. So meaning to say, ladies and gentlemen, the beast will act you know as though he is the dragon. Ver- verse five. Look at verse five. Let's let's see that in verse five. The beast was given a mouth to utter proud words. He was allowed to, to blaspheme God, okay? Uh, utter proud words and blasphemies and to exercise its authority for 42 months. That's three and a half years. Verse 6, it opened its mouth to... Okay Revelation 13:6 it opened its mouth to blaspheme God and to slander his name and his dwelling place and those who live in heaven. You see how bitter how whew, because the devil is a loser and that is why he's so angry, okay? He's so furious against God. And he blasphemes God. And who's going to do that? The beast. Why? Because he's demonized by this by the devil. He, the beast is just a puppet. You cannot kill him. Okay? Because he has a role to play in this story. <laughs> and it's allowed. It is allowed. Because the Lord knows the thoughts of the evil one and 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 and, and his best moves and he is going to be trapped by his own moves it's like during 2000 years ago when when jesus was crucified and and the devil thought that you know putting an end to to jesus to yeshua you know means victory to him but no because jesus was a sinless man that time so when when he was killed when when he was crucified when he was buried he rose again Sin and death cannot hold them in the grave because he's sinless. So God, you know, raised him up. And so the devil, the deceiver, was deceived by his own (laughs) working. Killing the Son of God, the Son of Man, killing Jesus was a big mistake for the devil. You know what? He, 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 He crucified Jesus, but it was his end. He thought it was the end of Jesus, but it was his end. Because when He when He crucified Jesus, you know, when they crucified Jesus, Jesus bore our sins. You know, he he, he was sent by God to be the perfect sin offering so that when He is He dies, when He died, our sins are forgiven but you cannot obtain forgiveness unless you submit to Jesus as your lord and savior you cannot become you, you cannot be one of the benefactor of his forgiveness unless you belong to him you must receive Jesus as your lord and savior you must be born again if you're not born again you you have not committed your life to Jesus you're not submitted to him then you do not belong to Jesus then how can you receive forgiveness the only way for you to receive forgiveness of your sins okay you will receive pardon and you will be acquitted of your sins when you you know you surrender your life to Jesus you acknowledge that you are a sinner you cannot save yourself therefore you need him Repent from your sins, give your life to Jesus, and he will, he, and he promised that he is going to finish the work. Okay? Meaning to say, he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. So friends, ladies and gentlemen, remember this. The Savior himself said, you must be born again that's gen uh, that's not genesis that's the uh, john chapter 3 verse 7 you must be born again born again is not a religion but it is the state of being in Christ Jesus if you are in Christ then you're born again and you will see the fruit i mean you will see changes in you you will see because that's the work of the holy spirit if you're born again the holy spirit will live in you and you have conviction What to do, what not to do, what's wrong, what's right. Because the Holy Spirit will speak in you. But if you're not born again, you don't care. You don't care about sin, about rebelling against your parents, rebelling against whatever. You have no conviction because no Holy Spirit in you. Okay, so you must be born again. That is essential. And you cannot understand my preaching unless you're born again. Because the word of God is spiritually discerned. So ladies and gentlemen, the beast is like Satan incarnate. It's like a, the beast is Satan in bodily form. Okay? Because he, the beast is being used just like in Genesis. Remember in Genesis chapter 3? Satan, you know, used the, s- the serpent, the, the, the snake, to tempt Eve. In the last days, the last kingdom, the fourth kingdom, the fourth beast, he will use that leader, okay, that tyrant leader, as his mouthpiece, as, uh, to, to do his, his plans. <laughs> evil plans to kill. Now, this is... I, I, I'm i not causing fear or things like that, but uh, if you think the time of Hitler was, was so devastating and so at, a lot of atrocities, I think Revelation chapter 13 is more than... What Hitler did because Hitler can only, you know, is limited. But this beast, remember, the kingdoms have united to do, to obey what, you know, the beast wanted to do. Hitler is just one. But imagine this, there's a lot of Hitlers uniting together, okay, to, ex- to express their wickedness and evil. So imagine that. What am I trying to say? Now, we're discussing Revelation 21, 22. That's victorious already. But before that, there's going to be a time of persecution where that's part of the story. And so right now, I just want to program you. I want you to settle it in your minds and in your hearts. It's going to be persecution. When? I don't know. But there will be. You ask me when is he coming back? I don't know. Jesus don't know. The angels don't know. Only the Father knows. And you said that the, the, every generation of Christians the, were were expecting Jesus to return, but he's not. He did not return until today. We read in this series the the, the angel said. You know, let there be no delay, meaning to say. There was a delay. <laughs> okay, I think it's it's uh, one uh, it's uh, in the part of Revelation where uh, the the trumpets were being, uh, yeah, they were sounded or blown. But you see, the angel said, "Let there be no delay," meaning to say, since then, for many generations, there was a delay, and the Apostle Paul said. The Lord Jesus, why is he so patient and, 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 and you know, because not wanting any should perish, but that all might come to repentance. You know, and, and I believe there's a lot of things, there's a lot of factors in the mind of God. That why? But we cannot, you know, we, with our limited mind, we cannot figure it out. We cannot fathom. But God is in charge. God is working. The book of Revelation is God in action is working 24/7 for us. He is in action and we must understand that we are living in exciting times. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, do not submit do not submit to the beast because the beast is Satan himself, Satan incarnate, Satan in bodily form. You know why? Because the beast is just his puppet, his ambassador sitting on the throne. The authority that 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 comes that is on the beast that the, the authority that the, the beast is exercising is actually the authority that comes from the evil one. Okay, so there you have it. Read again Revelation 13:2 and Revelation 135 to 6. So you know why Christians will not submit. Okay, Uh, because the beast sits on the throne of who? The dragon. The one controlling the beast is the dragon. Satan's throne is Satan's throne. If the beast is seated on Satan's throne and ruled the earth through Satan's throne, then we can conclude that the beast is representing the devil himself. Okay? And associating, participating, or taking the mark of the beast is pledging allegiance to the devil himself. So as a true follower of Jesus Christ, you cannot take the mark of the beast. Okay? Because it is an act of unification to the throne of Satan. Would you like to do that? You will be tormented forever when Jesus comes. What is three and a half years compared to eternal flame, (laughs) eternal punishment? Okay, so choose the right side. Choose the Lord, the Lord's side, the Lord Jesus Christ. And who is the Lord? It's the Lord of Israel. The God of Israel is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I know that not all leaders of Israel, even from the Old Testament, there were good leaders and wicked leaders. and So it happened until today. So we don't know which it's which, but time will come. You know, uh, like John Bavir said, everything will be revealed in time. Everything. So do not judge because everything will be revealed in time. Okay? So I'm not going to read uh, Revelation 20 verse 4. Uh, Let's just jump directly to verse 8. Okay? Revelation 21, 8. (coughs) Excuse me. But the cowardly... The unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, they will be consigned in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. That is very clear, friends clear if you are you know one of those who you, you, you're practicing these things that we just read to you think again think again think again now this is the contrast of verse 7 7 okay Can we read that again? Verse 7. Verse 7 says, Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. All the good things, you know, the the, the beautiful, you know, city, holy city, new Jerusalem, new heavens, new earth. hallelujah. We will enjoy it. You don't need passports, you don't need visas to travel to even transportation is free. I mean this is it's a unique, it's a new, everything new. Hallelujah. And and you know what? So guys, do you want that? Do you want to inherit all the 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 good things that God has planned for us? So it says that those who are victorious. And the other thing here is this. But the opposite is this. Verse 8. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, sexually immoral, those who project, practice magic are so the, the idolaters. I tell you. I tell you. The idolaters. What is idolaters? Those who worship idols. Simple. Simple. Or those who mix Christianity with idols. Actually, that is what we call syncretism. That's in the Old Testament during the time of King Ahab, during the time, you know, Jezebel. You know, they incorporate the worship of Yahweh, the worship of the true and living God, with the Baals, you know, in Israel. And and God was, you know, they provoked God to anger because, you know, God hates idols. You know, you cannot thank idol because an idol cannot see, cannot speak. You know, it's dead. And how can you worship a dead God when the living God is waiting for you to recognize him and appreciate him? Do you understand? It's, it's, it's a stupid thing. And that is why when you combine right religion or, I mean, right faith with paganism, with idolatry, that's a, that's it. So that's syncretism. In the Old Testament, there's an abomination towards God. Read the Bible. Don't just believe any preacher or any minister. They say, do this, do that. No, read the Bible. Read it yourself. You understand that in Revelation 21.8, it says the idolaters will go where? Yes, to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. The Bible does not lie. So now you have the time to think think while there is time okay idols where is that in the bible in fact the apostle paul said flee stay away from idols you read that in timothy you stay away stay away stay away from idols that's what the apostle paul so if the apostle paul is here i will invite him here to speak with you and he will tell you the same thing stay away from idols Okay, so you cannot mix Christianity with paganism. Read the Word, friends. Read the Bible. That's why we told you our introduction, you know, in our introductory, uh, the introductory part of our program, we say, Welcome to Sunday Live, bringing the church to your homes and delivering nothing but the truth. So this is truth. Revelation 21 8 says that the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderer, sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars. Friends, all liars. Are you lying? Have you lied? You can do all the justification, you know, but if you're lying, you lied on Judgment Day that will be revealed and there's no escaping it all liars according to the book according to the law of god according to the truth you will give an account by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned that's the that's what the lord jesus christ said he will be judged he will judge and he's a righteous judge And he's a just judge, so he is not going to manipulate and, and, you know, he's holy. (laughs) Okay? He cannot go against himself. That's why God does not lie. So when he says all liars will go to this fiery lake of burning silver, they will. Unless you repent of your sin right now. Give your life to Jesus. Submit your life to Jesus. Make Him your, I mean, confess Him to be your Lord and Savior. That's why Romans chapter 10, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. That's what the Bible says. You confess with your mouth, Jesus is what? Lord. It's not just confess Jesus is Lord, but He's not Lord. You're not you're not submitting to him or you're not following him as Lord because you you are Lord over your life. That is not that's not the kind of life under the Lordship of Christ. When you say Jesus is Lord, you must be ready to submit to the Lordship of Christ. That too will be revealed one day. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, there are two groups of people in the tribulation. Can you show that? Okay, the two groups of people during the time of the tribulation will be number one, the victors. The victorious, right? The victorious, the victors, and the cowards. The fearful, okay, or the cowards. Okay, the victors in Revelation 21, 7, those who have been victorious over the beast and the dragon. Why beast and dragon? Because the beast and the dragon are one. They're one. Submit to the beast, you have submitted to the dragon himself. Number two, the cowards. Those who were fearful. They were afraid of the beast, afraid of persecution, Afraid to suffer and die, so they took the mark of the beast. That's why I bet uh, many are practicing their, you know, <laughs> the right to of choice. And so, friends. Um, I understand that uh, we are told in the Bible to submit to authorities. Yes. But I also told you that when authorities cross the line, you know, just like during the time of Daniel, you know, there was an edict. There was a, what's this? A mandate. mandate. (laughs) There was a EO. What's an EO? Executive order. Executive order from the king that... uh, Everyone should pray, uh, worship the king only, not to any god. And so what did Daniel do? He opened his windows and prayed to God, <laughs> not to the king. He defied the edict, the executive order of the king. Why? Because the, the king, the, the human king, the human authorities have you know, crossed over the line, the, the demarcation line. You know, if it contradicts to the law of God, then remember, there is a law higher than the laws made by men. Yeah. So if this is man's law, God's law is higher. So that is why the Bible says Daniel said, you know, because during when when he was uh, in the lions then the Lord shut the mouth of the lions, so he, they did not touch him and the king said hey are you okay did god was god able to save you and daniel said oh god uh, you know protected him from the lions because he found me innocent i like that word daniel said god found him innocent but in the sight of men daniel was not innocent because he defied the edict he defied the executive order of the king although the king did not want it to happen he was, the king was um, tricked, <laughs> deceived, <laughs> uh, misled by his uh, associates, okay? Because they want to, you know, get even, or they, they, those people who envy Daniel, they, they, want, they want to get rid of Daniel, okay? In short. And so, they tricked the king, and, and the king uh, released that uh, EO, but did not come from his heart. He did not really intend that to happen. I mean, the, the case would, because it was really targeted for Daniel. Okay? So, uh, yeah, there was a conspiracy. They conspired against the Daniel. So, here's the thing. Uh, where was I? Uh, so, yeah, the victors. So, during that time, uh, God found Daniel innocent. In the sight of men, he did not submit to authorities. But in the sight of God, he's innocent. I Meaning you say, he did not, Daniel did not submit to human authorities, governing authorities, to the national authority, but he submitted because the, the, the human authority is in uh, total opposition okay, against the word of God okay so he's submitted to God so Daniel was innocent okay so here's the thing time will come this thing will happen again okay when when, when um, that's why uh, like I said we're told to submit authorities but it has been revealed. Okay, That the last kingdom, in the book of Daniel and Revelation, that the last kingdom is a rebellious kingdom, an anti-Christ kingdom, an anti-God kingdom. Either you join him, participate in his sins, and receive the same judgment, or resist the devil, resist the beast, and refuse the mark of the beast at all costs. That's the only choice you have. If you are still here, if you're here, if you're alive, at that time okay so that fourth kingdom uh the the last government will will cross the line just like during the time of shadrach meshach and, and, and daniel okay okay verse 9 <laughs> you see like i told you it is so much in this chapter verse 9 one of the seven angels who had Seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to the mountain, great and high, and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. Oh, oh, oh. Now, your question, I know your question. The angel said, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife. Of the Lamb, which is, it says in verse 10, He showed me the holy city. Now, it's it sounds like the bride is the holy city. Okay? But it's not. This is what we call, okay? Uh, this is what we call the uh, wedding imagery. Okay? Wed- wedding imagery. Okay? <laughs> what do we mean by that? Okay? Because... The bride is the church, okay? The church. And then uh, not the city, okay? So I'm telling you not the city. But in this case, uh, verse 9, it says, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to the mountain great and high and showed me the holy city. So it was like a, it was tell, uh, the angel was telling... Uh, john that the holy city is the bride now let me explain this is a way no i got this from a commentary from a jewish commentary messianic jew i don't know okay two hours already all right so i'm gonna make it shorter okay so but let me explain this part this is very important i don't want to be confused i don't want you to be confused so when the when 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 it says i'll show you the bride." and uh, uh, referring to the holy city, this is a way to express the image of the bride on her wedding, where the bride is beautifully dressed or completely decorated. Okay? I, I believe all of us, okay, you who are watching right now, you have witnessed a wedding. You know, in a wedding, who is the most decorated, most, uh, no, not decorated uh, most i mean well dressed i uh, i I don't know the right huh yung <laughs> yeah, the most beautiful and the most you know everything you know it was so full of uh whatever, okay, jewels or whatever I, I don't know I don't know how to describe this because I've never been <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've never been a bride before, right? So, listen. <laughs> the most beautifully dressed, okay, in a wedding is the bride. All eyes on the bride, okay. So the if uh, every bride, <laughs> uh, you know, will uh, make her best to you know to be dressed well and and the to, to look the best okay why because it's the bride so when, when it says uh, I'll show you the bride the holy city meaning to say it, this is the most decorated part of God's new creation I mean new creation I mean in, in this part of God uh, uh Creating a new heavens a new earth and new Jerusalem and new holy cities something like that, so this is this is this is something you know you're gonna witness something that is awesome okay you're gonna, you're gonna see something great it's, it's, you know it's gonna it's gonna overwhelm your mind it's gonna you're gonna feast with your eyes when you see this okay do you understand so that is what we call uh, a wedding imagery, okay? Read. Now, I want to prove to you that uh, this is the city, is not the bride, okay? Again, the holy city is not the bride. The bride is the church. Let's read verse 2. Can you... Uh, uh, 21, two? Yes, 21 verse 2. Uh, chapter 21 verse 2, it says, I saw the holy city, okay, Wait, let me. I saw the holy city. Okay? The angel said it's the bride, but it's not. It says, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem. Wow. Coming down out of heaven from God. Listen to this. The, the, The next word is what? What's the next word? Prepared us. I see prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband the word as is like okay so see it's a wedding imagery that's why it was said as a bride prepared as a bride or prepared like a bride it's like a bride it's as a bride not the bride you understand? I hope you got that. So the, the holy city is prepared as a bride or like a bride because the city was white again, beautifully dressed. Okay, beautifully dressed. Hallelujah. So verse eleven says it's shown to us already, right? To us already. Okay, so we're going to cut this short. You you will have to read from verse 11 all the way to verse 17. (laughs) So you see the dimension of the city. Wow. You see, from here to Trento, that's 145 or one hundred almost 155 kilometers from our place. From here to Kabakan, that's 148, something kilometers okay but this one length one side of the city the the length is two thousand two hundred twenty kilometers what a city what a city (laughs) two thousand two hundred twenty kilometers it's so huge so huge even if you're on, on satellite, you will see it. <laughs> okay uh, 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 and the, uh, the, the thickness of the of the wall okay um, what was the thickness? The angel measured the wall using human measurement. it was 144 cubic thick. That's 216 feet thick wall. <laughs> well, you know what? You'll be amazed if you study the book of Revelation. Because now, we are not there yet. We're not there yet, I know. But it's good to have a glimpse. It's good to, you know, to, to see it ahead. Even if it's in just in your imagination. So you know... When you get there, oh, I know that I mentioned the, the thickness of the wall of the city. It is 216 feet. How did you know that? Of course, I studied the Bible. I studied the Word. <laughs> or I know that I mentioned, you know, how high the, the walls, of the city. That's 2,220 uh, 2, kilometers. How did you know that? Oh, I read my Bible. Okay? So imagine that hallelujah and we'll be riding on chariots of fire and you know the, the the transportation at in that place you know you don't need to wear mask and no physical distancing and things like that it's perfect world there'll be no sickness one why did i mention that i mentioned that because i don't want you to dream in this world as though this is it I want you to look beyond this world we're living in right now. I want you to see what's ahead. So you get right with God right now. Get right with God. Please, God, right now. Submit to God right now. You must be born again right now. Be, if you want to inherit all this, you want to inherit all good things, the best of the best, beyond words, you know, beyond description. God wants His people to live a joyous and blissful life with Him. Wow! Wow! So the trials that we will be facing, the persecution and the suffering that the church will be facing is nothing, nothing Absolutely nothing compared to what God has prepared for His people. Hallelujah! The sight of seeing a, whole, uh, a new Jerusalem, a holy city coming down from heaven from God. Who So overwhelming, so beautiful. But that's just a part of it. The Bible says, the Lord said, the Lord promised, I will create new heavens and new earth. How good is that? How beautiful is that? Friends, ladies and gentlemen, how one of these, you know, but we don't have time because we have, it's beyond two hours already. Uh, let me just read to you verse 22 all the way to 27. I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. So no need for a temple because God is there. He's everywhere. And the city, verse 23, does not need the sun nor the moon to shine on it. For the glory of God give, gives it light. And the Lamb lamp is its lamp. <laughs> I mean, you say the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 24, the nations will walk by its light and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut. Praise the Lord. And there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Verse 27, friends, ladies and gentlemen, listen to this. Verse 27, nothing impure will ever enter it. nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. You know what? Next Sunday, this part is going to be mentioned again in the last chapter, I believe I right. But I'm going to expound that. We don't have time today. But I'm going to expound this also besides the, there's another point here that I, I mentioned that I'm going to expound. Anyway, we'll see you next Sunday, right? So my thing is, uh, what, what again? There, there will be two groups of people during the tribulation. The what? The victors and the cowards. The victors I already discussed with you. They are victorious over who? The beast. Over the image of the beast. They do not bow down. They do not submit to the, to the idol and then uh, of the beast. The abomination that will cause desolation. They're not going to submit to the beast that can talk and kill. Uh, they are victorious because they, they did not receive the mark of the beast. Those people are called victorious and they are going to inherit everything that God prepared for. Okay? And they will be His children and God will be their God, our God. But the other group are called the cowards, the fearful, those who are afraid to be killed, to be persecuted to suffer for their faith those who are afraid of the beast and so in fear they will, the they will yield they will submit they will take the mark of the beast i think some some are afraid and they don't want to let others know that they believe in jesus so they <laughs> what a shame if you're a Christian and you're afraid to share your faith or you don't want people to know that you are a believer of Christ, so I doubt that you are a believer of Christ. You should doubt <laughs> if you are one. Because if, if, if you don't share the gospel of Christ and, and, and people don't see that Christ is living in you, they don't see any fruit of Christianity. I mean the Christ-like character is not seen in your life, then then you are like a professing Christian only. Right? Because you know know the tree by its fruit. A good tree does not bear bad fruit and and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. So if you do not show good fruit, so what are you? So, friends, we want to give you this opportunity to give your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior. After hearing what's gonna happen in the future, you know the the, the persecution, the 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 sufferings that the followers of Christ will be tested, but it's it's an allowed test. It's it's a somehow. Uh, you know it's it is something that is a trial that is not beyond what we are you know it's a bearable one it's it's not something that we cannot bear okay this, this is a promise he's going to aid us with his grace with his favor but the most important part whether You are taken by God, you're already in heaven, you you died ahead or or you were still alive and here during that time of the end times where the fourth kingdom is established. The most important part there is your decision, your choice that you will make. But look, we're not there yet. So what is important right now is the decision that you will make now. The decision whether to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, to believe and receive Him as your Lord and Savior, or to reject Him and refuse Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. So, guys, what's the decision? What's the verdict? Today, if you want to give your life to jesus as your lord and savior i want to tell you you must first acknowledge that you are a sinner we are all sinners we're all sinners sin was imputed to us passed down to us because our forefathers cannot pay for their sins so every generation you know we all were born with sinful nature because you know no one can pay for their sins that's why everyone, all have sinned. So when we stand before God, we will never be justified because we were born sinners. So how can you be saved? No one will be saved. But God provided a way. He sent Jesus as the sin offering. He died. He paid for our sins so that when we come to Jesus, our sins are covered. Covered when He died in the cross. That offer of forgiveness and salvation, eternal life is only is only for those who who belong to Him so if you want to give your life to Jesus, if you will surrender your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior you belong to Jesus and so you get the benefit of what Jesus did in the cross or what He paid for 2,000 years ago so, guys, let us pray. If you want to give your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is now the time that for you to confess Him as Lord and Savior. But first, you need to understand that we're all sinners. So if you want now, you want to commit your life to Jesus, pray after me. Okay, Pray this prayer with me. Say, Father in heaven, in the name of your Son Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray. I believe that Jesus died in the cross to pay for my sins and that he rose from the dead on the third day. I confess that I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. Forgive my sins and cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Today, I entrust my life to Jesus as my personal Lord and only Savior. Amen. If you pray that prayer from your heart, sincerely from your heart, welcome to the family of God. As we always say, the next thing you need to do is read the Bible. Okay? Uh, The Bible says when you believe, though, uh, you know, when they, everyone who believes the Spirit of God is also given to them. Okay? They will receive the Spirit of God as a deposit guaranteeing their salvation. So friends, ladies and gentlemen, I believe those of you who have prayed that prayer, you felt different after praying that prayer <laughs> because change just started. You know, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, I mean, uh, uh, the Apostle Paul in Corinthians, he said, uh, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, the old Is gone. Behold, the new new has come. Meaning meaning to say, your old life, your sinful life, your, you know, who you were, who you were before as a sinner, is done away. Okay, you can start over, but you're still you. Remember that you're still you. But you see, those things that you've done before. Uh, you pray this prayer before you gave your life to Jesus. Were, were were forgiven. It's done away. Now you can start anew with the Lord. You see, God loves you, and so read the book of John. I, I suggest the book. Start with the book of John. If you don't understand, just ask. Write us a message, uh, and then look for a church. A Bible believing church because not all churches believe in the Bible as the final authority. So we want you to look for a church that's a Bible believing church. Because you need someone, you need the brethren, you need people who will walk with you along the way as you grow. You know, from time to time you will have questions and things you don't understand and you want you need help. And if you cannot find one, write us a message. Send us a message. We will um, read them um, and, and try to answer okay? the best we can to help you grow and you know, bear fruit. So friends, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us today. We hope to uh, see you again next week as we do the finale of this uh, of the series on Revelation we in, which we entitled The endgame Story of God so this is gonna be 15 parts <laughs> in this series so next Sunday, Sunday next Sunday will be part 15 okay so I hope you can click share also because I believe I believe you know a lot of people need to hear this topic that you know we shared with you today okay so we love you and uh, we glorify God okay let's pray Lord thank you for everyone who gave their lives to Jesus as Lord and Savior I pray that you would protect them Holy Spirit guide them help them grow and bear fruit use them and as you promised that you who began a good work in us will be faithful to complete it and Lord I pray that you would strengthen them Um, And that they will fulfill their, I mean, whatever intention you have, your will, let it be done in their lives. So, Father, thank you for that. And now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord makes His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace, both now and forevermore. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. And all of God's people say, Hallelujah. God bless you. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook by going to facebook.com slash MFCDVO or search for Maranatha Family Church Davo on Facebook, where we also stream our church services. Again, that's facebook.com/mfcdV. God bless.